Schmidt, boys. And, uh... Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Folks, it is finally time. We have waited like 85 episodes, and we finally get to talk about Rocky and Muggsy. I'm so happy. I'm oh, so yes. happy. This is great. Yes. Oh, time. Lord. Because uh, I got a message the other day that if we didn't cover uh, Rocky Muggsy cartoons, that uh, bubbling criminals were going to come to my house and break my legs. So, uh, oh, great. I'm going to do it now. <laughs> this is great because these are characters I've always loved. I think both of us have always loved. These yeah. are characters that are being done well in the current Looney Tunes cartoons by James Adomian and Friends. What else can be said? They're fun as heck. I've loved them since I was a kid. We get to talk about them today and evaluate how good they are. Uh, even if Muggsy doesn't appear in one of them, which we forgot until we were putting this together. Oh, well. <laughs> so the shirts we're covering are Bugs and Thugs, Woo! Golden Yeggs, and Bugsy and Muggsy. <laughs> yes. Um, all three are pretty well regarded, um, or at least well regarded by me. We covered one of them in an earlier uh, movie episode, but like we hold all three of these fondly. And as I teased last week, one of them, uh, the first time I saw it, was among the hardest I have ever laughed at a Looney Tunes cartoon. And we will get into that clearly later today. But yes, today we're talking about Rocky and Muggsy, everybody's favorite tribute to the 1930s gangster films. Do you, do you want me to go right in with the first one? <laughs> I guess uh, just some uh, brief background. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, so um, no. Uh, yes, but no. <laughs> originally, uh, the the character no. of Rocky came... <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck, okay. The original, <laughs> the original character of Rocky came from the short Racketeer Rabbit, which was yes. a Bugs versus an Edward G. Robinson short. Yeah, Racketeer Rabbit... I remember watching from, it was on one of the, the VHS tapes I used to check out from the library. And it's, it's very similar to one of the ones that we're talking, where it's basically, you know, they just got back from a heist, they're trying to count out the money, and Bugs is screwing with them. And I think they decided that they wanted to just take it away from pure character caricaturism. And so I think through that, they just created these two bumbling gangster characters. <laughs> I just looked on the Discord, what the hell? Yeah, because cause after Mark yelled, no, I just sent him the little uh, meme image of Bugs oh, going, no. The... God. And we'll eventually get to covering that short. I believe that's yes. the big snooze, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, we have to do the big sleep eventually. Um, big sleep, right. That one's great. Um, that's pure clampet energy. Um, and I love that. But no, um, before we do that one, any any other any details? Or can I get right into it? Uh, the first one. No! 
You sure? <laughs> no, but no, before uh, we uh, do... Yes, yeah, um... <laughs> by all means, go into it. Go into it. You say yes. You mean no. I say stop. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, anyway, um, we, let's let's move hastily on to um, the first one we're covering today, um, which is a classic. This is Bugs and Thugs. Um, this was released on March thirteenth, nineteen fifty four. The anniversary of which is three days after we record this. Um, on this day, uh, this is a relatively cool um, birthday kind of thing. Uh, Robin Duke, alumni of S- Second City Television, Saturday Night Live, Schitt's Creek, and other vaguely comedian c- comedy things, uh, was born on this day. She was part of the Eddie Murphy SNL casts, uh, very versatile, if a little bit underused, showed up in a recurring role in uh, season two of Schitt's Creek, was very funny there. One of those unsung comedy heroes you don't hear a ton about, but you always respect when she's on screen. Um, yeah, fairly decent one. This is a Frizz Freeling cartoon. Warren Foster wrote it. As we'd said, this is kind of a soft remake of Racketeer Rabbit. They do some things a little differently in this one. Bugs and Thugs is the first Looney Tunes short to feature Milt Franklin as musical director. Oh! So it's a changing of the guard from Carl Stalling to Milt Franklin. And... Because it's not Bill Lavo, this is still a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we like Milt Franklin. He's not exactly the name as Carl Stalling, but he did some really, really good backing tracks for a lot of these later ones. It feels like Looney Tunes music. Hence it yes, works. it does. Feels great. So we open the cartoon on a nice contrast because it's, it's, it's set in the city, at least to begin initially. And it's Bugs literally reading the paper, uh, reading about how rabbit season is opened, and he's, he's said he's, he says he's glad about living in the city where it's safe, at while all while absentmindedly passing cars that are coming at him. Bugs is unhittable, apparently. What I love about this opening is that Bugs just having a nice day. Yeah. You know, he's living his life. He's going to the bank to get some uh, carrots. Yeah, that's he keeps so his carrots in a vault. To do. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you know, as he's coming back from the bank, uh, he calls a cab and gets a getaway car, uh, and of course it's, it's Rocky and Muggsy's getaway car, and, and then it's all well and good, but it's important to note that the conflict in this, the Bugs getting into a getaway car with two thugs who just robbed a bank, isn't just because Bugs wanders into Muggsy's getaway car. Remember, when he wanders into the getaway car thinking it's a cab... Muggsy is still in the car. Muggsy could very well say, hey, get out of the car. You might compromise the entire thing. But Muggsy is not smart. And he is too dumb to notice that Bugs being in this getaway car with him may be a bad idea. So he does nothing. And that's mostly why most of the events of this cartoon happen. Because Muggsy doesn't do anything. It's great. Rocky enters uh, the getaway car and... There's, there's a good um, immediate gag of Muggsy taking off and Rocky being immediately flung into the back window entirely because he's so small. And then, of course, they re- you know, the, underneath all the piles of money that Rocky just brought in the car is Bugs, very confused, not, not knowing about... The, he still thinks it's like a, a, like a rideshare cab, which you know Uber wouldn't make that mainstream until like a couple years ago. Yeah, just the lines of, listen, buddy, I'm okay sharing a ride with you, but all this laundry, I yeah. mean... <laughs> That's great. 
I love the lack of understanding between Rocky and Bugs, where Rocky asks, <laughs> how much do you know? And Bugs just starts dropping all these history facts, like the capital of Nevada is Carson City, or that or the George Washington was the first president. And we get, this rabbit knows too much, Bugs. Too much. He knows too much. It's such a silly gag. It's like, all right, he knows too many things. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, once Bugs realizes that, you know, these are two very easily annoyed people, he decides to continue to annoy them in a whole, like, like, traveler's, like, jacket or so, and then goggles, and he's just going on and on and on and things, and we get a very, uh, early shut up, shutting up kind of thing from Rocky, which is a classic gag, but it works here. So, the thing about this cartoon is that there's a lot of gags that need to be really, like, dissected in terms of how to make them work. And this is the first one up ahead. The phone booth gag. Oh, yeah. Which has so many pieces that makes you think, okay, this is a normal gag. This is fine. This is, we've seen something like this before. Because, you know, um, they stop at a gas station. Bugs um, borrows a nickel because he's going to call the cops. And so he's trying to rat them out and in a th phone booth next to the gas station. And so obviously they know he's going to do that. So while he's making the call, Bugsy grabs him. But Bugs still has the phone as he's being dragged back to the car and keeps basically detailing the car to the cops. <laughs> Overhead valves! With California license plates! The phone booth breaks because of the tug from the phone. The cop listening in gets pulled through the phone into the gas station and along the edge, along the car hanging onto the phone. So many layers to that gag that it's just a sight to be beheld. And, and after that, we still get the very exhausted Irish cop going, Operator, we've been disconnected. We fade out, but after we fade out, we've still, we still hear this very odd, almost non-digenic <laughs> noise, even after it's gone black. It's very strange. Like, I mean, yes, it's probably like we, we've cut to black and the, and the cop is still exhausted, but it, like, did, it, it sounds like Billy Bletcher came in for a take. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Billy. That'll be all. Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if later in the cartoon we, we, we fade to black again and we still hear the cop panting on the phone? <laughs> oh, like he's getting closer. <laughs> I keep hearing that cop, Muggsy. Oh, I don't hear it. Listen. Ha! <laughs> ha! He's gaining on us. <laughs> Quick, get to the car. <laughs> it's fun to do the Rocky voice. It really is. Um, ah, yes. <laughs> there's a very easy sign gag next uh, at the railroad crossing with the um, the look and listen being included yeah. on the stop signal. Be on the lookout and the bugs... Looks looks left and right at the train station. Goes okay. The car. Well, the thing is, the thing is. Yeah. First of all, you missed a very quick gag where, uh, as Rocky checks him to, uh, Rocky makes Bugs go out and and and, lo and look out for the train coming. Bugs's face briefly morphs into, morphs into like a gangster lackey doing an "Okay, boss" kind of voice, oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. It's great. An the animator is having fun. But okay, so this gag you think you're prepared for. Where, you know, Bugs is checking to see if the coast is clear at a train crossing. You know he's going to screw him over. You have the expectation of the punchline. But the timing of the train plowing in abruptly. It's so much more abrupt than you're thinking. It's so good. Just like, all right, drive through. 
Um, I also love the reveal that Bugs has to fix the car and just a pan over of exhausted and honestly drunk looking Muggsy next to beat up Rocky. This is where Muggsy's getting on Rocky's nerves. Button your lip. And Muggsy literally just (laughs) like puts up like so like fastens his lips shut with a button. Shut up. He still punches Muggsy. I love it. One of the best parts about these these characters is that it's so fun to see their dynamic bounce off each other and just to see Rocky consistently get mad at Muggsy. The one gag they had in uh, Tweety's High-Flying Adventure of you like, well, welcome to Relo. By the seal! Shut up! (laughs) It's great. It's so much fun. Ah. So I love that, you know, okay, so uh, Bugs has fixed the car, but he's only gotten three wheels. One of them uh, came off, and Rocky's like, no. Rocky's basically just, you know, I was like, okay. you know, Um, And I love the cutaway from that to the the shot of Bugs frantically moving the car as the fourth (laughs) wheel at gunpoint. It's (laughs) something about Rocky just, like, just absentmindedly pointing a gun at something. It is funny. And And just the line... Hey, Muggsy, think you'll take the scenic route. Yeah. The longer uh, route to their <laughs> destination just to mess with Bugs some more. Yeah. Lovely. I mean, I mean, yeah, by the time we get there, by the time we get to the hideaway, first of all, it's important because we get to the hideaway with like less than half of the cartoon left. But all, which in Racketeer Ragged, it was mostly at the hideaway. But also, by the time when they get to the hideaway, it's dark out. And I love these shots of the hideaway. The house on the cliff, the shot with the light through the window, the silhouettes of Rocky and Bugs. It's it's really, it, it looks great. It's atmospheric. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And so this next gag is is easy enough on the surface because it's, you know, it's, it's but Muggsy, uh, Rocky tells Muggsy to take out uh, Bugs and let him have it. And Bugs fools Muggsy by making him think literally in response to let him yeah, have it and let him have it. the gun. Here, let me have it. I, I, yeah. Oh, and it's a very simple gag, but I love the speed of after Bug shoots uh, Muggsy and he like wanders into the next room. I love the speed of Muggsy falling on Rocky and Rocky immediately punching him off of him. Also, it was here. I, I love the animation. Oh, per, also, honestly, the animation on Bugs' this entire thing is really well done, especially in the expressions. So this whole segment here, especially what coming up, is just yes, because coming up is the piece de resistance of this cartoon. Bugs doing his impression of the cop showing up just to scare the shit out of Rocky and Muggsy, including mentioning a cop named Clancy, which, heck, Looney Looney Bugs Bunny movie would use. And it turns into Bugs making Rocky hide in the oven. And then... (laughs) Muggsy is so far into the ruse that he begs to be put into the oven, too. And I love Bugs' reaction to this, looking right at the camera in absolute awe. <laughs> I must be dreaming. This couldn't be this easy. <laughs> I love it. And also, Mel Blanc is doing like a big old, you gotta help me, voice. Hide me too! Hide me! <laughs> it's not fair! You gotta hide me too! I must be dreaming. It as, couldn't be this easy. Bugsy. So, 
<laughs> so as, as he gets him in there, he has to do the entire like the entire scene of the cops coming in and searching for Rocky and Muggsy as Bugs tries to protect them, which isn't actually happening because the cops haven't showed up. So first of all. Bugs immediately going, rushing to the stove and going, he's not in this stove, is almost a variant of a gag from Southern Fried Rabbit. He's not in here. And this instead turns into just Bugs torturing them. Like, <laughs> this exchange is one that, like, at least the end of it is one that's always, like, it's it's culturally, it comes up every once in a while in my house. At least, or even in pop culture. You know, would I turn on the gas if my friend Rocky were in there? Uh, you might, Rabbit. Yeah, you right. might. I, I, that is has breached pop culture, I think. At least with my people. It's a great line. When I throw, when I light a match and throw it in there, <laughs> and then when he throws the match in, you just see the seconds-long shot of Rocky and Muggsy still in the oven. Not even enough time to react. <laughs> it's great, and. The thing is, you know, because the, the stove obviously explodes and they, they don't look too good. And the thing is, that would be a funny enough gag on its own. But then the actual cops show up and we've got to do it all again. And what's funnier is that Rocky and Muggsy are so far into the ruse that they just run right back into the oven. Like, all right, we'll do this again. And it's the exact same scene. The cops say exactly what Bugs just said as the cops. It's, it, it is the same accent. You might, Rabbit, you might. Oh, my God. And then, of course, Rocky and Muggsy run out of the oven the second Bugs is about to throw a match in. And you just hear an, a disembodied, Oh, no, you oh, don't! No, you don't! That's great. <laughs> And then, of course, the co- they are begged to be taken away by the police. And the ending, there's actually two ways of looking at this ending. Because the ending is Bugs becoming a private eye because of this. With his own office, he's taking calls. Like, yeah, you know, private eye, I, I, I break up thugs or whatever. So you can interpret it one of two ways. You can interpret it as he becomes a private eye after foiling Rocky and Muggsy. Or maybe he was a private eye the whole time, let himself get kidnapped just to screw over these two. Either way, it's a great ending. But either one of those you subscribe to is is probably valid. <laughs> uh, so, wow! Um, God damn it! This is a great one. So much of this cartoon just works. Rocky and Muggsy are perfect foils for Bugs, who are capable of getting the other hand and losing it. There's so many good gags throughout. The entire ending gag with Bugs is classic. It has an unconventional structure, yes, but which may be off-putting to some people, but I got behind it 100%. I think that so many gags in this the entire way through just work. It is the perfect use of these characters, perfect use of this formula. It just, it works, man. It just, it kills me. Yeah, I, this is a great one. Um, I, I love the story of just Bugs minding his own business, being glad to be quote-unquote safe in the city only to without knowing getting involved with these criminals uh rocky and mugsy are perfect in this the jokes all work i really like the animation in this just throughout it's just yes. perfect well like, animated. it's just perfect images of, of bugs in this one that, that i really like especially in the expression work and the ending yeah, it's just yeah. an all-around really good cartoon like yeah, I, um, I would definitely watch this over and this, over again. Oh my 
it, it just holds up, man. Um, you know what? I'm giving it a five out of five. I don't care. It's it's excellent across the board. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I'm also giving it a five out of five. <laughs> I, I, I know problems. Yeah, I know problems with this one. Oh Puns my god! Really, it's, it's a really delight. Good. It really watching is. it. Watching it if you haven't. Please, I think it's on the first golden collection, which I'd forgotten about. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, it's just. And the weird thing is, is that I used to always like. Well, I'm going to talk about this later, but like. I uh, there's a one of the cartoons we're covering today is one that I would always look for on the marathons on June budgets and such. And whenever I would I was like, all right, I want the Rocky and Muggsy one to come up. And I would always start watching this one on Lowe's, and it's like, oh yeah, it's this one. And then I would see the um, the cops gag. I'm like, oh, it's not that one. Damn it. So this would always be a disappointment for me back in the day. But like, I love this one. It's better than the one that I I, I think uh, was my favorite back then. It's just. It's just so good, man. It's just what can yeah. you not like about it? Yeah, yeah. What was the first one? Oh my god. Oh wait, you know what? What it was? I think I watched the fourth disc the least. Okay. I had to go collection. I think maybe that's why I didn't. I don't know. Fair. But it's uh, it's on HBO Max. Yes. That's nice. It's on HBO Max. You can watch it there. Okay, boss. All right. All right. So another short that I believe you can watch HBO Max as well as on another uh, collection. Yeah, I think it was. Well, well, no, it wasn't on HBO Max. I had to look elsewhere for it. All right, so it's on HBO Max. Sorry, um, <laughs> but it's one that we're familiar with. It's uh, Golden Gates. Yes. Came out on August fifth, nineteen fifty. Towards what happened on that day, um, Rosie Mittermeier. German skier who won the Olympic gold in 1976 was born in West Germany on that day. Great. All right, the show is written by Fritz Frilling, written by Ted Pierce. <laughs> Got nothing, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, this, this. Got enough. Um, interesting piece of note this short was a part of the unmentionable section of yes. the Lily Limbus Bunny movie. Yes, uh, which was very formative in crafting this episode, although we didn't get to do the other two, which were Caddy Cornered and The Unmentionables, uh, which we'll get to eventually, I reckon. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I watched this one a lot as a kid because um, it was on Looney 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 Bugs Bunny movie. Um, we talked about it in our Looney 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 Bugs Bunny movie episode. It's a pretty well-heralded uh, Daffy short, but I think the reason they included this one along with, because they wanted to do Rocky shorts with all of their characters, not just the Bugs one. And so that we did, all right, a Bugs one, and a Tweeting Sylvester one, and a Daffy one with Rocky and Muxy. And, all right, fine, sure, whatever you want. So this is the short that gave us the Rocky redesign. Yes. Because previously... Previously he looked like Edward G. Robinson. And now he looks like a tough guy gangster. Now he looks a little shorter. And talks like this. Because that's and how they all talk. I would like to order a cheeseburger... <laughs> A fry. And I would like to buy a hamburger. <laughs> hey, boss, boss, have a happy meal. Shut up. I want the toy uh, inside. I said shut, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> okay, boss. Now, where was I? What do you mean the ice cream machine is broken? <laughs> 
Alright, screw it. We're going to Burger King. Yeah, can I have a Whopper, boss? Here you go. <laughs> anyway. IRS, please. Yes. <laughs> you want Rocky and Muggsy to advertise for fast food Alright, here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> give us a job. And give us money. Yeah! <laughs> okay. Gone Yanks! Golden Yanks. Here's how we begin. Yes. So Porky's in this for about five seconds, which yes, is nice. Yes, he is. Um, he's, he plays a farmer. And one day at the farm, a geese lays... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, like, a, like a chicken lays a golden egg. All the chickens are freaking out. Porky's like, oh my god, this is 24 carats. I'm rich. Who did this? Please tell me who did this. We pan over to the slim, yellow-looking chicken. He's like... It's Stan Freeberg, by the way. Uh, I know who it was. It was me. But I'm no fool. I know what happened to the goose that laid the golden egg. So, uh, let's, let's blame it on Daffy. Yeah, so... He just blames it on Daffy. Daffy looks around. They hailed him as a hero. And Daffy just casually goes... So we're laying egg. Right? <laughs> Sure. I mean, I gotta say, this plot just feeds into what is so great about Daffy. Because he's thrust into fame without doing anything, lies his way through it handsomely, and then later has to produce in order to remain not only famous, but alive. It's very much a Daffy Duck classic plot. Yeah, so Daffy becomes world famous. Everyone knows him. He uh, appears on newspapers. And one of them who has the newspaper, a paper, is Rocky and his gang. Mugsy mm. has been killed, I guess. I don't know. He got axed off. This is pre-Mugsy. Yes, that's why. So, oof. Oh, what happened to the gang then? Uh, maybe after this, they were like, you know what? You're all against me. Maybe they all got killed. You know, you know. I've realized, I've realized actually that the way that my Rocky impression is tensing up at the end of the sentence. Is very. It's a bit more reminiscent of um, uh, Chris Miller as JFK. Okay. <laughs> Nothing bad happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> oh god. So, Rocky says to his boys, "You know what, fellas? We're gonna go into the business of farming." So no, he just... says, "Hey, boys." We're going into the poultry business. Yes, yes. <laughs> so they drive to Porky's farm, and Porky's like, but, but I don't want to sell him. Transition to the boys getting, just picking up Daffy from the roost, <laughs> just taking that. him away. And he cut to Porky with a with a shovel picked up, broken over his head, just going. Talk man to him. It, it, it's it's a great cutaway because it doesn't it it, it it doesn't tell too much. It just you know okay you know cut there back cut there. It's it's just very simple and it works. And of course this is the last we see of Porky in this cartoon. So. After that we then get they're at Rocky's residence and they have Daffy sitting there and says okay listen <laughs> make with the egg. Daffy's like what are you talking about? There is something inherently funny, by the way, of Rocky just saying the phrase, All right, duck. 
Like rabbit, you can see, but just like, all right, duck. You got just. It's very funny. <laughs> just a grip the egg, and Daffy's like, hey, what are you talking about? I can't lay an egg. You got five minutes. We're not at five minutes yet, but still. <laughs> We're not there yet. So, so Taffy just goes, okay, whatever they do this, I need atmosphere. I can't just do it in a in a room. I need fresh air. So, yeah, and just Rocky going, okay, boys, make for the atmosphere. Cut to a big pool. Daffy's in the middle. His sunglasses are on a ring of paper. Completely at ease. Drinking an iced tea. Go over to Rocky and his boys. And Rocky's going, Well, duck. Make with the egg or, or not. <laughs> and Daffy going, Oh, what? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daffy's just using this to mooch. You know, he's like, All right, you know, you just get me, get me a martini or whatever the hell is. You know, he's just enjoying himself. And he's like, no, that's not what we want you to do. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just, just give me a, a martini. Check it by that dog over there. Just, just get that. Yeah. No. Eventually, Rocky says to one of the guys, okay, let, let's, let's nuke this thing. And some, one of his men just has a gun with a, um, like an axle on it. And shoots the, shoots it right towards Daffy. It explodes like a, 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 torpe- a torpedoes <laughs> Daffy's um, ship. And then Daffy just comes out of the pool acting like someone who's just been in an oil explosion. <laughs> it was ghastly. The deck just seemed to lift up under my feet. <laughs> then I was in the water. Black oily water. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then this is where we get. Um, he's back in the room. Rocky says, yeah. "Like, okay, duck. You got just you got five, five minutes, duck, <laughs> to lay that egg." Unless <laughs> Adam, Rocky making gunshots. I was like, <laughs> so, so then uh, Dave says, "Like, okay, but I gotta do it alone. Can't do it in the pop, pop, pop public." Which uh, Davy's sounding rather rather Sylvester-like in this short. A part little bit. Which, I point out. You know, it's almost like it's the same voice or something. So then we get these little gags of what he does during the minutes, right? Yeah. So the first one is he just tries to sneak out with a door. However, <laughs> thug disguised as go- as door. Exactly. Ah, I remember when I got that part in the school play. Thug disguised, disguised as door. <laughs> That's also a great name for a band too. We are thug disguised as door. <laughs> Smoke him out. <laughs> so yeah, eventually that fails as as Daffy realizes what just happened. It's just Rocky behind the door. Four minutes. <laughs> Goes back. You see the laundry. Sh- Daffy sees the laundry chute. Jumps through the laundry chute. Just the butler coming in. Your laundry, sir. Three minutes. Doesn't even have to look at it. He just knows. Maybe he's saying it to the butler. He's like, I'll come back in three minutes. Just dress accordingly. Daffy knows that there's two minutes left. He just goes to a bedroom, takes a bench. He tries to climb out the window, which I think is a suicide mission because 
you know how high up he is. So just climbs down, climbs down. Eventually, he starts climbing down his thugs, goes all the way to Rocky, sees it's Rocky, and just, he takes out a sign that says, one minute. There's just a sign. (laughs) Just, uh, he doesn't have to say it. And you'd still read it in his voice as well. It's just like, one one minute. And then we get, oh, look, it's the gif of Daffy waiting. Yes. (laughs) That's that's the thing that a lot of people use to demonstrate the past couple of years. Yeah, like like me, how I've, I've demonstrated the past 99 days of the MLB lockout, which is lifted literally as, like, 30 minutes before we recorded this. We fucking called it. Not to date this podcast. I don't fucking care. You're welcome, America. It's coming yes, out when, we, It's our fault. <laughs> for once. For once, we did something right. <laughs> we did something right. Just this for once. Once. <laughs> Everybody lives. Just see baseball again. Yes. Thank All God. All right, so... Just, yeah, so Daffy is stressed out. The clock goes off, and Daffy just slams the clock. It was, it was a yeah. nice chaotic Daffy moment. I, I gotta say, the manic energy of Daffy destroying the clock almost belongs in the 40s. It's almost like a clampet kind of thing. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, and then this is where, and then so Rocky's crew come in, and they're like, no egg. Actually, no, first says, time's up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No egg. No. Just the shot right. of them converging on him in the shadows and just slowly getting closer. Oh, nice knowing you, duck. And then, and then he gets okay. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. In the little the Bugs Bunny movie cut, did they show the gunshot to Daffy's yeah. head? Yeah, they did. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen this short, so I'm like, oh shit, they actually show him get blasted. It's like, yeah. no, 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 nope, that, that, that's fine. So yeah, so Daffy gets shot, and somehow, the the stress of this um, causes Daffy to lay a golden egg. And you know, Daffy's overjoyed. He's like, well, yeah, I guess you never know what you can do until you have a gun at your head. Which, um, <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing. He's yeah. a guy. <laughs> and David's like, okay, well, see ya. Walks right out, pushes the guys open like they're swing doors. Walks up to the entrance. Rocky comes in front of him and says, hold on, duck. And gestures over to the side to see a whole room full of acorns and says, fill them up. <laughs> and here's the thing. That's where we, in Looney Looney Bugs Bunny movie, we cut to, you know, Bugs and the cops storming in and taking care of Rocky. But here, that's like, we're out. Like, you know, he's all right, spill them all. And then Daffy realizes he can't do it and just faints. And then that's the end of the cartoon. I don't think they could think of a better ending than that. That's it. But in Looney Looney Bugs Bunny movie, by the time the cops get there, Daffy has filled all the cartons of golden eggs and is exhausted. And so Bugs is wheeling about on the stretchers like, anything you need, old friend? Yeah, just get me a proctologist. <laughs> so that's honestly funnier than the ending we got. Yeah. Because here, I mean, given, they've accomplished the mission. You know, okay, look, here's our, Daffy did it. We're out. I get it. 
but it's better in the movie. Uh, it, it's, yes. it's more fulfilling, frankly, in, in the movie. Yes. Because it actually does something with Daffy's uncanny ability to only lay eggs at gunpoint. <laughs> Which is just funny. So, this one's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good Daffy Rocky short. Um, I prefer the movie version. Simply because I, I for the ending that one more than this one. But, um, that's a, it's pretty good. I mean, maybe because I've seen it a million times, but... I honestly don't have a ton to say about this one. It's great. Right? I mean, it's a great Daffy as a fraud one. And I love the little gags of Rocky knowing his every move. And again, as opposed to the last one and the next one, honestly. Rocky never doesn't have the power in this one. Rocky always has something over Daffy and is always one step ahead of him, which is an interesting way of using him. And I think they would get better when they realized, okay, Rocky needs to be outsmarted. We give him somebody like Bugs or, or Tweety or somebody. Um, yeah. Although Tweety, I think... It, Sylvester wouldn't be outsmarted by Rocky. I think Rocky still has power in that one a lot, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Golden Eggs is still a really good one. I like the general flow of it. I think that it, it's... Mm. Th there's not a lot of huge gags in it. It's very much a like a slow kind of build. But it's still a very good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving this a uh, 3.5 out of 5 anvils. Well, I'm giving it a 4. I think it's still a really good one. It's just not the huge crowd pleaser and gag um, Olympics one that is uh, Bugs and Thugs. All right. So, story time. Um, when I was getting into Looney Tunes uh, and watching a lot of the uh, marathons, the, the June Bugs and such, and also the little Cartoon Network programming that would show a bunch of shorts, um, I came upon this one, uh, Bugsy and Mugsy. And this was when I already knew about these characters. I'd already seen Lily Lily Bugs Bunny movie. I already knew these characters existed. And I didn't know a lot of just their stuff with Bugs. So I watched this one. And there was a gag in this cartoon that made me laugh so hard. Like, so, so hard. And I, I, I literally had to just be composed to, you know, just... I, 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 I couldn't keep it together. And so I would always, because this was before the Golden Collection, before the internet had everything, I had to just wait for other marathons for it to come on again. And I remember the name of it. I remembered it was it was Bugsy and Mugsy. And whenever I would see Bugs and Thugs, it's like, no, this isn't the same. I need Bugsy and Mugsy. That's the best one. And it would take years. This wouldn't be on any of the Golden Collections. This would be on only like subsequent other releases and or HBO Max. Although it wasn't on HBO Max this morning when I had to duck in the nuts for this. Um, but... I would always hold this one in very high regard as the one that just completely annihilated me as a kid. And so that's why we needed to do it, this one for, for our Rocky and Mugsy episode. And to point out how long it's taken to reach home media, the first time it's been publicly released on a home media device that we can access was it until the Bugs Bunny's 8th anniversary collection in yeah. 2020? It took a while for the remaster. Not because of any racism or anything. It just, it wasn't really at the front of the line. And, I don't know, something, something, Beanstalk Bunny. But, um, <laughs> but, okay, um... So first of all, let me let's real quick do the the um, on this day stuff because I got a couple of good ones. Uh, this came out on August thirty first, nineteen fifty seven. 
There's actually a couple of really cool birthdays on this one. Uh, Glenn Tilbrook, lead singer of 80s rock band Squeeze, was born on this day. Ooh. Uh, I like Squeeze. Nothing wrong with Squeeze. They, they have a bunch nothing of really cool songs. Also mixed into the new wave kind of uh, deal. Chances are you probably heard something by this by them at some point. You know, Tempted, Cool for Cats, uh, Up the Junction, Pulling Muscles, so on and so forth. They're pretty damn good. Um, also born on this day, as as baseball is now a thing again, uh, a former MLB knuckleballer Tom the Candyman Candiotti was born on that day in 1957. This is a Frizz Freeling film written by Warren Foster, much like Bugs and Thugs. Um... Not a lot of other background or other information about this other than the fact that I love this one so. Uh, do you have any background for it, Mark? There's a very funny visual from it that we'll get to oh. when we get to it. Yes. There's a very funny reaction image I've always really appreciated in this one. Um, okay. Also, before I get into it, um, I just remembered this and I should have led with it, but uh, Rocky and Muggsy are among my friend Taylor's favorite Looney Tunes characters. And he would always crack up at... Um, you might rabbit, you might, and bugs and thugs, and I, and also Bugsy and Muggsy. So he's he's a big Rocky and Muggsy guy. And so Taylor, if for, for some reason you are listening, uh, hopefully we're doing them right. But okay, at the opening, Bugs has moved to drier quarters instead of his rabbit hole, which is funny. After water, water every hair, he's not taking any chances. I, I just love that right from the get go. Just a sign signature move to dry quarters i'm not in my hole this cartoon but also the fact that like the camera knew to just start at the hole is like oh wait we have the wrong location everybody go inside like someone's actually <laughs> shooting this um the setup is that bugs is in the basement of a condemned building that happens to be rocky and Muggsy's hideout which they just returned to after a big heist and uh bugs initially mistakes their 14 carat heist as a carrot heist haha now, the genius part of this entire cartoon is that Bugs is smart and knows that Rocky and Muggsy are beginning to get at each other's throats. So the entire cartoon is Bugs deciding to pit these two against each other, which is nice. some... You don't see that level of manipulation from Bugs very often. And I equate it to... Uh, Mark, you ever seen the movie License to Kill? I have not. Okay, so James Bond movie starring Timothy Dalton, where... Bond infiltrates a Florida drug baron's group from the inside, making him think that he's not a... Because yeah, he leaves MI6, and so he's not... It makes him think that he's, he's joining him full-time, and he's not trying to infiltrate the whole operation. And slowly he turns this guy's entire operation inside out, making the guy paranoid enough to kill massive employers, his own lackeys, and eventually tear everything he has apart. And it's, it's a really fascinating manipulation study. It's not the best Bond movie, but it's one that plot-wise is incredible. And that's honestly what Bugs does here. He just uses the most subtle manipulations possible to completely tear apart Rocky and Muggsy for the purpose of, you know, his own fun, but also uh, ratting them out to the cops. So it's all just subtle manipulation, and I love that. The first gag is Bugs... You know, sifting in the telephone receiver at a sleeping Rocky and just whispering to him and making him think that Muggsy's going to run off with the dough. Now, there's a great shot here because I love... Because Rocky gets up and Bugs pulls away the receiver and Rocky looks around and just has this nice little shrug like, eh? I like that. And then Bugs puts the phone back yeah. on the chair. 
Yeah, and he keeps uh, doing some it. more. To the point where Rocky has to eventually slap Muggsy. And I love this exchange. <laughs> That'll teach you to get ideas. But boss, you know I don't get no ideas. <laughs> See that you don't. Okay, now it now it is just JFK. <laughs> Say that you don't. <laughs> um. Now, did you get a greedy for Tweety vibe from the gag where Bugs puts the butcher's knife in Muggsy's hand to set him up for Rocky? Or am I pulling that on my ass? Hmm. No? Okay. No, uh, no. Okay. Because, um... Unlike in Green for Tweety, uh, there isn't any uh, foul ass play. <laughs> no, there's no ass play in this one. Although I was, I will say, and I I, lo- I walked over this in the first one, but Bugs does shove Muggsy's ass into the into the oven in the first one. That That's a lot funny. of ass shoving. He uses a plunger as well. <laughs> so That's if you funny. like ass play, you're gonna love Bugs and Thugs. Also, more, also, more I, Bugs I wrote down Bugs. here. I wrote down here, um, an axe? <laughs> just like, uh, I don't think about that. Just like, yeah, the Bugs just takes an axe and puts it onto Muggsy. He just has an axe on him at all points. Yeah, and I just love the line from, from Bugs. Um, you know, Rock, they'd all call him the Detroit Butcher for nothing. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? It's <laughs> great. Of course he's the just, Detroit Butcher. <laughs> Those are clearly Detroit accents, sure. <laughs> All right, welcome to Detroit. <laughs> Would you like some Detroit-style pizza? It, it's just JFK at this point. I'm sorry, guys. My my, my Rocky impression has fallen apart. <laughs> just uh, just Rocky and Sean Connery at a uh, at a at a pizza place. <laughs> okay, so here's what uh, you yes. just did, Mark. You just yes. confused JFK, which stars Kevin Costner, with The Untouchables, which stars Kevin Costner. <laughs> and do we mention baseball's back? Boom, field of dreams. Baseball, because you're part of a team. I, I can go line for line with that movie if I wanted to, you know. <laughs> When I'm dead, when his family dead, when his, his whole house, when his whole house burned to the ground, I want to go home and piss on his ass. All right. Anyway, anyway, so <laughs> I do love because obviously you know uh, the Rocky tries to take away the axe and he, he instead tries to hit Muggsy with it, and I love the shot of Muggsy's cap splitting and still obliviously just going that Rocky. Oh. Now that impression I can still do. <laughs> it's even funnier when you put in the fact that Muggsy doesn't want to hurt Rocky at all and he's just trying to save him. Like when B- Bug starts unscrewing the light fixture over Rocky's head, Muggsy <laughs> sees it's coming, tries to save it, tries to save the light from falling on it, only for it to fall on him and to look like Rocky look like Muggsy was in unscrewing it the whole time and to incriminate him further. There's a great read that Rocky has, uh, that Mel has as Rocky. Now get in the other room. Now go to sleep. (laughs) It's great. The sawing gag. Simple. But I love the tag that 
Because, you know, obviously he's sawing underneath. Because um, uh, obviously he puts Muggsy in the other room, Rocky does. And he saws underneath Rocky uh, in his chair and he goes down. And then, of course, he has a, Muggs, has a, Bugs has a moment to put the saw in Muggsy's hands. Like, give it, and Rocky rushes in and Muggsy is still tied up with the saw. And, of course, we have the immortal line. I don't know how you've done it, but I know you've done it! And just the shots of the wall falling apart after this is great. Just him beating the shit out of Muggsy and the wall just going <laughs> into, into shreds. I think we skipped one where um, where Bugs tricks Muggsy into lighting a cigar. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, we did. And it's, it, it's a TNT. And I, I just love it because, like, Muggsy wants to do right by Rocky. He's really not trying to... Yeah, he's not trying to hurt him. Yeah. I just love that when the, when the diamond explodes... Muggsy's delivery of, oh, no, you're mad at me again. <laughs> exactly. He's just trying to help the guy. Then we have the gag that cracked me up to high heaven as a kid. The roller skates magnet gag. Where Muggsy is knocked out, Bugs puts roller skates on it, and goes under the floorboards with a magnet dragging him involuntarily across the entire house from underneath. First of all, there's a great shot, before even he comes out of the room, of Rocky with the gun pointed at the door, piping mad. <laughs> and then Muggsy comes out and starts skating around Muggsy in a circle, around Rocky in a circle, just bewildered. And then we get the infamous Muggsy shrug. <laughs> which has become a favorite reaction image of mine. And it's lovely restored now, so yes. you can share it with all your favorite services. Yes. It's just a lovely image. If you're ever confused. It's so, it's, oh! <laughs> he looks like, I wish I knew what was going on. And then we get the even funnier read of, Muggsy, get off those skates! <laughs> and then we find the hook of this gag, which is Bugs... Pushing Muggsy into Rocky right into the wall until the point where the magnet just stops cold under the floor. It's like, all right, we got to bring it back. And it just becomes Bugs repeatedly pushing Muggsy right at Rocky and knocking them both back into the wall. That cracked me the hell up as a kid. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the expression of Bugs' face. He's so happy to be like, Oh my God. So that fun. means I can do this. Wait. <laughs> and then the mo it's, it, it just becomes a whole hook of like you know of of you know getting hit into Rocky and then Rocky going why you and punching him back across the house and back and forth and back and forth and it's just the more they repeat it the funnier it is because they literally just they do a wide shot of just the whole block and just the sound of crashing and squarreling and eventually the cops have to come they have room for an ending reveal. You want to take the ending? Yes. So they're in the car, Rocky Muggsy. And Muggsy's like, gee, boss, I have no idea how they even got us. I was like, shut up! As you just got back to Bugs, reading a book, he's like, you know, it's amazing what you can learn with some, uh, some wire and some light bulbs. Mm. As you pan up to see the words Rocky's Hideout lit Beautiful. up in big letters. <laughs> <sighs> it's just oh my lord I still really like this one I admit that it's a slow build but I do love Bugs as the unseen manipulator 
and I love the all of their Loraki and Muggsy infighting and quarreling here, especially the ending. I, it, it's it's obviously not perfect. It's not as good as Bugs and Thugs, but it's still great to me. Yeah, this is a a really well done Rocky and Muggsy short. Um, I, I I just love Bugs turning to people against each other. That that's always been a favorite thing of mine because he just breaks up these evil partnerships and just turns them so stupid. Yeah. It's so much fun, man. It's yes. a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm giving it a 4 out of 5. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. I probably should have given it a 4.5, but I, I honestly, I, I, I pointed to the slow start um, and a couple of gags that weren't as funny as other ones. Um, I still love it, though. Uh, it's, it's still really, really fucking good. All right. Now let's take let's a see look if they at have any comments. comments. So our comment is from frequent commenter and lion emoji aficionado Spiderus Prime Two. Uh, his thoughts on these shorts: uh, Bugs and Thugs is a good short who gives the two mobsters a run for their money when they cross Bugs, who is a city rabbit in this one rather than being a, a rural rabbit. I suppose I think that's what you're trying to say. Uh, the gags are funny. Yes, they are. They're very good. I loved this one. Uh, and plus, even under gunpoint by mobsters, Bugs still found a way to beat them. Yeah, I mean, that's the oh, thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. He he took control. Yeah. Even when he has intimidating villains like Rocky and Muggsy, he can still get control out from under them and make them completely forget about their own dominance and their own, you know, smack appeal. So, yeah, no, that's what I like about these characters. I mean, you, in any other cartoon, you think, oh, Bugs would have to work really hard. He really doesn't. Golden Yeggs, he continues, is something else. Daffy getting framed to lay a solid gold egg by a golden goose before Rocky and his goons duck-napped him. That, that's, a, that's a nice oh, yeah. touch there. That's a good phrase. Good phrase. <laughs> Great. From Porky's farm, forced uh, to make a solid gold egg. Um, but at least Daffy tries to escape from him. Yeah, Golden Yeggs is rightfully so uh, a classic. I, I think I was a little bit more critical of it, but um, in terms of making sure that Rocky and Muggsy aren't just relegated to solely Bugs cartoons, I think it was a good idea. I mean, yes, it's not a Bugsy cartoon, but I like that they were just giving him either Sylvester and Tweety or Daffy just to see what he would be best up against. So, thanks so much for your comments, Spiders. Yes, thank you. So, for next week's show, since we've just covered characters we've been meaning to talk about for a long time... We're now going to do it again with Witch Hazel. Yes, we get to talk about June Foray, which I'm certainly always down for. This is a this is a great character. This is a great foil for not only Bugs, but other characters. We already shat on her a lot in uh, when we talked about... Um, uh, oh, A Haunting We Will a Go. A Haunting We Will Go, which was god-awful. So let's do some good ones that have her in it. All right, so the shorts we're going to be covering next week are Broomstick Bunny... Bewitched Bunny. Hansel. And a... Hansel! And a witch's tangled hair. All right. So we've got, we've got a nice little uh, bunch of bugs and witch hazel um, cartoons. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with those. They're uh, ones that are either well-known or are becoming more well-known. Uh, favorites of mine from a kid. One uh, that we covered in... Um, uh, the, the Thousand and One Rabbit Tales, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, okay, yes. good. No, I... Wait a minute, that's a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the rabbit. Rabbits are funny. That is fucking hell. But yeah, that, that's what's coming next week. So, 
that's the end <laughs> of this week's show. If you like to keep up with us on Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Harlem1995. Yeah, you can also follow me at TallGuySchmidt. <laughs> if you like to keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow at that underscore loony or type in the podcast title, We Are The First Result! <laughs> You're, you're verging on Nazi there. <laughs> I don't think Rocky and Muggsy were Nazis, Mark. Uh, you can also find our podcast wherever podcast. I'm not doing the fucking voice. Uh, we're we're readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, Rocky and Muggsy have their own podcast service called The Shut Up, Shutting Up Cast. It's just hours of Mugsy trying to start the podcast and Rocky keep talking that up. That's the entire show. <laughs> Alright, so until next week, I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. And alright, the one last try of this Rocky impression. We thought that the character would be best of sitting down on the premises of this sort of thing. Where are you going with those skates? <laughs>